with me today, I have Mr. High Slide Hustle himself, Mr. Bert Wojcik. And uh, Bert, I just wanted to uh, bring together a little bit of a 2021 Central PA Sprint Card Preview episode for everybody. And uh, boy, a lot of things have transpired over the last few months since the end of the season. And uh, let's uh, let's get started with the guys who have decided to take it big time this year and travel with the Outlaws or the All-Stars. Yeah, uh, I, I tell you what, Casey, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, uh, good to see what you guys are doing with this new podcast and really enjoying the content y'all are put out. So uh, happy to have you talk to you, man. And yeah, there's a Pennsylvania is losing some great competition, but the Outlaws and the All-Stars are gaining some great competition, too. I mean, you start off with the first one on top of the head was Brocker Airfoss. He said he's going to go out, run with the... Um, all about laws and not saying to drink sprint car series there. And uh, it's kind of a little bit shocking. I thought he would have went with the all-stars like he did in a couple of years ago. And obviously last year, I think that was in their plans, but they, the pandemic kind of held them back in central PA and they're going to go out, run the full tour and good for Brock and Nosey and uh, Ty. They're going to go out there and give it, give it hell, whatever they can do out there. And I'm sure they could probably get some wins, uh, especially I think PA. Um, they might be able to get a win or two uh, out here when they come back. You know, he's always been strong, especially at the port, the Grove. He does have his uh, first uh, World of Outlaws win up there. So I like uh, like Brock's chance to probably get a win. I'm not going to say he is, but I think there's a good chance he will get at least one win and be in a good contention for the uh, Kevin Goldberg Rookie Award. And you look over on the All-Stars there, I mean, they're picking up some guys there. You're going to see Brent Marsh go switch series, basically. You know, he's going to stick with the All-Stars or the Outlaws with CJB. Well, now they're going to go full-time uh, All-Star racing, and that's good for Brent. I think, you know, it's getting him off the road a little bit more. You know, they'll be still out there doing a little more of an Outlaw schedule, I think, when the All-Stars aren't running. But, um, yeah, I think it's good for him to, you know, come off the road a little bit. Daughter's getting older, so then he's home during the week to help that out. And I think that's just a really nice deal with the All-Stars is that you have that series that it's kind of a weekend warrior series, but you still have the top talent out there. And another one I'm excited for is Kyle Reinhardt. I mean, the kid can wheel. I I liked him in the, when he was in the 98 card as well. Um, they gave him a shot there. It didn't work out, but I always thought he was a little bit better in that 91 car in that Quackenbush uh couple of renegade number 91 and i'm really excited to see what he's going to do kyle is such a good kid he's got a lot of good potential behind him and as i said before that 91 car it just seems like he's a different beast in that car he got the win last year up at seals grove with that car and i i can't see him getting a, a, a good result out of this i think i i don't want to say a top I, I think a top 10 top five in points is is definitely out there a good uh good goal for them to get. I think they'll get probably a top ten in points. Top five, I think first year on the tour is gonna be a little tough, but especially with how tough the all stars are. But I think a top ten, top five is definitely a good result there for both Reinhardt and Marks. Yeah, and I mean and Reinhardt, if I'm not mistaken, took home the however you want to look at it, the track championship at Seals Grove in that ninety one car, didn't he? Uh, I believe that was when he was in the three or uh, in the three sixty when he was in Westbrook one okay. W when okay. he was in the three sixty. Yeah, I thought he did this past season. Actually, um, took got their track championship with the limited four ten schedule that they had. But um, mm-hmm. I you know look at what he did in Georgia to kick off the season. I mean, it's not wasn't an all star point race, but it was all stars. You know, the guys were there and a couple of the outlaws were there, 
And that I think it was that second night he ran really strong. I think yeah. it, yeah. he finished second. I mean, they, they have what it takes to compete. There is no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, coming off of, you know, the injury he had, it's good to see him, you know, running top five. But uh, I could see him running maybe sixth, seventh on their first year if they have a good year, not a whole lot of mechanical issues, uh, you know, avoiding wrecks and stuff like that. He very well could sneak into the top five in points with the All-Stars. I, I think he can. Um, you know, as we said before there, he's really come back from that injury. He suffered at third class a couple of years ago. Uh, very strong. I mean, he's looking... He's looking good. He's in good shape. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like it affected him, you know, too much, uh, you know, physically. And he's doing a really nice, he's had some good drives. He really has Casey. And another guy I think we got to talk about there is Lucas Wolf going into Cauldron 07 too out there in the All-Stars. Yes. You know, that was not a good year last year for Lucas. Let's be honest here. And whether you can think about whether it might be the injury bug that, um, that hit him um, when he had his injury up at uh, Lebanon Valley back in 2019 or whatever happened in the Barcelona 24, but that car lost a ton of speed last year. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they do in Madison. See, you know, Terry Madison with the 24 car. Now that's not going to be, uh, it's going to be more of a posse car, but they'll probably run some all-star shows. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Terry in that car. But Lucas, I think this could be a redeeming year. I thought they were going to go out on the five W my personal opinion, but the Colson 07, Jordan McIntyre showed that he could win in that car. And that's no slouch of women. You know, Doug, Doug Hammaker made to him, uh, or not Doug Hammaker, Doug Ash. Um, I combined hammer and I was thinking Doug Hammaker for some weird ass reason, but anyway, um, yeah. so, but yeah, Doug Ash had some good runs in that car as well. So, I mean, a zero seven car, it, it's good equipment. Mark Aldrin got some good, uh, good guys behind him there. And I, I could see Lucas having a rebound year. And I, I think, you know, we could be seeing three or four PA guys in the top five there and, or, or in the top 10 of points in the all-star tours this year. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and, you know, Lucas, it, it was, I've I've been a Lucas fan, not over the top, but I mm-hmm. I had nothing against the guy whatsoever. But it was almost disappointing anytime I ended up at the Grove or Lincoln or Port and he was there and just seeing what the car didn't have. And it was like, mm-hmm. you know that the talent's there. And then you start to think, well, is it a psychological thing? Because since the accident and, you know, his injury, it's not been the same and it's like, nah, I don't think it's that. And it's just nothing aligned for him last year. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he won the non-qualifier race at the Tusky, right? So, I mean, he, yes, he, I believe he, so. Yeah, he, he got that. And then he knocked off a win in the 360s at Land of Legends last year when the leader decided to clip the inside youth tire all by himself. But um, <laughs> but it just it just never came around for him last year. And. That 07, uh, GMAC ran it, had knocked off a win up at Lebanon Valley in that car. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's... Don't forget to pick the win at Susky, too, with that car as well. Yep, you're exactly right. And even when... Ba- the famous box race. Yep, and Baylog was in that car for a little bit at the end of the year and didn't look too mm-hmm. bad. So, yeah, it's another situation, just like it is with Kyle, where these guys can skate through without getting themselves caught up in wrecks that not necessarily are their fault, but that mechanical issues again could have a successful year, but it's good to see him back yeah. out on the road. Yeah. And it, it surprised me a lot there, honestly, that Lucas is going back out on the, uh, on the tour with, you know, another child on the way, but you know, 
there's good money to be made in PA. There's good money to be made on the all-star tour and you can be home during the week. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of good going on right now, but I mean, this also could be Lucas's last chance of going on a tour in series too. You don't know what the future is going to hold and, you know, it'll probably run central PA then, you know, maybe after this year or whatever the future holds, but I'm excited to see that. And you were saying about earlier, you know, you look at them come up to the Grove or Port or Lincoln or whatever. And, you know, I talked to Lucas a couple of times and they were just disappointed, but, they just could not figure out what was wrong with that car. I mean, they did everything they could with the 24 car and you know, it, it was a good, there was a good, good bunch of guys there, a great bunch of people there. And it just, it just seemed like it kind of ran its course there from where they started out with in 2017, when he first got in that car to where it went to in 2020. And, you know, it's just kind of, I, I almost feel like it's one of those things that it just ran its course and, you know, it's kind of on to the next. Yep. You're exactly right. Now the, you know, along those lines of, you know, Lucas in a new ride. Uh, there are definitely some guys that switched rides uh, in the central PA scene as well. Uh, and the first, the first thing I have to bring up is Monteith, not in the premier car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, how, how do I want to say it? I mean, you kind of had a feeling towards the end of last year that something was going to happen because Brian was just not himself. Brian just did it. They were not getting the results. They just did not look good. And you kind of had a feeling, okay, could this be the end? And then um, Matt Campbell stepped in. I tell you what, Matt Campbell, that kid is good. I, I love what this kid brings. He is a, he has a good head on his shoulders. And he as long as everything works out, he could be in that 21 car for a while. I mean, it was a little shocking to see him, Brian kind of end that. And I'm sure something will probably come down the road here. If not this year, he might take a year off and you know, maybe come back next year or else we might see this might be the end for the edge. We don't know, but Matt Campbell, I am super excited to see what this kid can do. I think he's going to be fighting for the Lincoln track championship this year. I like to see the 21 come out the porch, but I also, um, know that there was reasoning behind with Brian being so far away from the, uh, premier shop, which is just right down the street from Lincoln, you know, it was a little hard for them to, you know, say, go out the port on a Saturday night or what have you. And also Lincoln's right there. So, I mean, you're not wasting too much money or fuel going right across the street, basically. So I get why the 21 car doesn't really go out the porch, but I would like to see Campbell maybe go out the port roll a couple times on a Saturday night, you know, maybe travel a little bit more during this season here, get some experience. He's a, he's got a good head on his shoulders, Casey. He really does. And I like the way this kid drives. And I, I think it's a good fit for both him and Jerry Parrish um, with this team here. We'll see what they do. I mean, I'm putting some pretty big expectations on this guy here. Possible Lincoln track championship. Not, it's going to be hard to beat Allen crimes. I think um, Allen's always got a good car down there at Lincoln. And um, they're going to be teaming up. I believe they're going in the 27 that Adrian Schaefer used to ran, I believe for Friday night at the Grove. So, that's good for Alan. Good for him. Glad to see him get a, you know, a ride to come back to the Grove. But I think it could be a dogfight between those two, especially for that Saturday Night Lincoln Track Championship. Well, and you you cannot count out the Danny Freddie show either. Mm-hmm. And Freddie came on strong last year. At the end of the year, was damn near perfect, with the exception of the Natty Open. Um, you know, wins after wins after wins. And, uh, you know, he, he capitalized at uh, at BAPS in November at the blister showdown because that was freaking cold. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> I've been I've been the colder at BAPS. Oh, oh, yeah. I can only imagine uh, another guy hopping in a new ride, which I thought was very interesting selection here. 
you know, when you look at a division like the Ford Tens, usually it's guys are jumping back and forth kind of thing. But uh, T. Ross in the 75. Now, Tyler Ross has some Ford Ten experience, primarily has a lot of URC experience. But Tyler Ross in the 75 was an interesting move for me. Well, think about this, Casey. This is kind of more of a reunion than anything because Tyler Ross, before that was a 75 car, that was a five car, the Rick Lefevre ride and the Lefevre Electric. So this is kind of more of a reunion, and that's what Ross ran for four tens. And, you know, Tyler, he, he's a good kid. I think, you know, he did a lot of growing up. And I, I had this conversation with some people before, and he did a lot of growing up over the last few years. I think losing that five car kind of got his head right. Um, show okay where he had to go, and he do- showed that he can drive a three six. He got the four ten win at Babs last year, and he's no slouch. He's got some good. He's got some good talent behind him, and I think you know you get some funny back there with the Lefevre car. You know him and Chase. You know they had some good runs there together, and um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Tyler can do this year. Uh, I, I hope they travel a little bit too, kind of get him a little more experience because it seems like he can do really good at a track like Port Royal. He did pretty well up there in the five car and the three sixties. Um, he looked very well, very good down at BAPS, you know, for the first time back in that car there. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Tyler can do back in the, uh, back in the Lefevre number 75. Yeah. I mean, again, I didn't think he looked that bad down in Georgia. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. always hope. Um, again, the program just comes together with the right shoe. And sometimes that's all you need. It's not a matter of the car is bad. It's not a matter of the driver is bad. Sometimes you just need a good marriage. And the person to look at the example of that is Brent Marks. I think the marriage between him and CJB was the come to Jesus moment because the success he had last year, he led the points that they grow for the longest time. Mm -hmm. Uh, he knocked off the prelim night at Eldora. Yep. Uh, you know, they just had a ton of, a ton of success. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, yeah. And, and you're right there. I mean, they, but they were just so close. I mean, at Port Royal, I don't know how many times they were so close getting that win. They were just bridesmaid after bridesmaid. And then they finally knocked it off. And I remember I was talking with, um, Natalie Jackson, uh, one of the owners of CJB and you know, just how much a relief it was to get off, get that off their chest to finally get the win up a poor, especially as much as they not been knocking, but that is such a good manager. Him and Barry Jackson just seemed to click very well. You know, you have a lot, I think a lot of the guys that went with him, over from when he was on his own 19 team went over there. Yeah. Brian Kane over there too. is just a hell of a mastermind there too, uh, helping him out. But there's just a lot of good people there. When you have good people that mesh like that success is not far off. And Brent's really showed that, especially with how well he ran last year between the Grove. Well, I mean, he ran well at all the tracks, you know, the Grove Lincoln port, um, yeah, uh, up at down at Babson, he looked very well. You know, it's just, it just matched and he had a really nice speed week too, I thought. So it just, it all, as you said, it's just kind of the marriage and everyone, when you have good people that work well together, you're almost unstoppable. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, I mean, on the flip side of that, the one marriage that for some reason just did not click for me was Ryan Smith in the Hefner car. And now you're going to bring in the Steel City Outlaw and Tim Schaefer, who, by the way, at this point in time, in 360s, but he's got two wins already this year. <laughs> How about it? How bad it for Schaefer? I, I, I'm really happy for Schaefer. You know, he's a good dude, and I'm glad to see him 
you know, kind of get back on his feet after the Rudzik ride went, fell through. And, um, you know, they did remarriage or come back together last year for a couple of races there. And I thought they'd be doing more this year, but, um, sound like Tim said they were going to go back in the Rudzik ride, but he said, if something was going to come up, go for it. And Hafner came a call and you can't really turn down Mike Hafner. Uh, honestly, I mean, that's kind of a, a dumb decision there, especially with what they have. And yeah, I, I don't know what happened with him and Ryan. Like it just, that should have been a marriage that worked out so much better than what it did. Ryan should have dominated in that car. He has the talent. We all know Ryan has a talent. He's a very good racer, but I, I, it's just kind of one of those things that you don't know what happened. It just didn't work out. And it's a shame that it didn't because you know, it's just, there was a, a good team there. It just seemed like they just never could get, get it right. And unfortunately, you know, Mike likes, you know, gets, uh, once a winner and, you know, unfortunately it just didn't work out, especially, you know, Ryan also had the concussion a couple of years ago after speed week. Um, and so it's just, it's just one of those things there that, it didn't work out. It could have failed, uh, in 2019, you know, especially after Ryan had a concussion, there were some rumors about that, but luckily Mike left him in the car there. And then, you know, you throw Pittman in the car and Shane Stewart and they, they kind of struggle with it a little bit, not too much, but, uh, so now is it the car? Is it, was it the driver? I, I don't think it was a driver. I think it might be a little more on the car, but Shafe is showing whatever they had wrong with it. It seemed like they're starting to figure it out, especially in that 360 program. Oh, absolutely is looking really good. And look, when you go down to Florida and you're beating Mark Smith, you know you got something good underneath underneath the lid. Yeah, that that's a, that's yeah. a for sure. So, uh, the one ride that it, it seems to me has been a hot seat over the last couple of seasons, um is the trunk car. And now we're going to see Chase Dietz, who I, I thought did fairly well in the 75. The Lefevre car mm-hmm. didn't look too bad. Uh, does he bring the 39 trunk car back to the success that we saw in the Hodnet years? Oh, that, that stuff. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch that one saying that you're going to compare Chase to Greg, but, um, I'm not saying uh, he's going to be Greg. I'm saying right. is he going to bring that car back up to kind of a standard on what you would expect to see when that car is the track? Well, I, I think we'll see what, what it brings out here. I mean, he didn't look bad down at Babs, and I think, you know, they'll be running a good bit of Lincoln, but I know John and that whole 319, they go lightly right, stretch for legs up Port Royal, so you might see Chase up Port a good bit this year. Uh, I I could see them probably knocking off a win or two this year. I mean, I think it's going to be a gelling experience. Um, Chase is a hell of a kid. Um, he's got a good, I, I said this about a lot of the kids that are or guys that are out there, but they got a good head on their shoulders. And if you, that's the kind of the main thing there, if you got a good head on your shoulders and a good mental attitude, you can go far here. And Chase, I think has some equipment now with the 39 car to possibly go reach that. Now, will it live up to the expectations? Hopefully. I mean, we, you know, we didn't really see that, you know, with soul wall in the car, um, kale Thomas, you know, kale Thomas, there was so much hype with kale and it just did not work out for some, again, it's just one of these things where it just did not work out. The results just weren't there. And unfortunately just came a revolving door last year. So hopefully it kind of settles it down a little bit here. I expect it, you know, to get at least a win or two down at Lincoln. I like to see him maybe go up, get a couple top fives at port, maybe knock off a win. The Grove, I think is going to be a little tricky because um, Chase, I haven't seen Chase at the Grove too much the last couple of years, but I expect them to be up there a good bit, probably tra- fighting for a Friday night track championship. Um, but I, again, it's just one of those things where you just got to wait and see where it plays out. You know, you can make all the predictions in the world, but 
it, it all, it doesn't matter until they actually go out there and drop the green flag and see what happens. So do I, do I expect the 39 car to get back in victory lane? Absolutely. Good. Good. And it's, you know, it's like any other division and any other, you know, sport necessarily you want to see someone who's been successful eventually get back to being successful and Mm -hmm. for uh you know for the sake of spreading out victories across the board i really hope that 39 does get back to its uh its winning ways again so uh let's transition into uh the different the different central pa tracks that that run full programs and uh Mm -hmm. let's see you know Who's going to be the breakout stars at each of them? I'm going to start with Port Royal. Um, so interesting enough, Logan Wagner won the championship again last year without a victory. Mr. Consistency uh, mm-hmm. somehow escaped victories by Macri or Eliason or Brent Marks. They all uh, Lance. They all just kind of snuck him away from him. Does Logan repeat? Yes, I, I, I honestly think he does. I think it, it's going to be, I think, a dogfight between him and Macri. But I think the main thing is there is that if Macri works and get being a little more consistent, because a lot of Macri last year it was kind of either up front or towards the back. There was it was hard to find that in between for Macri and that consistency that Logan had, where Logan was just so consistent all last year. So I think Macri will work on that consistency. But I think that if it all depends on what they want to do on Saturday night too with Macri. But I do see Logan win that track championship, especially with Sisney also going out and doing a little bit more since he has that two car now. Um, that sounds like they're going to be doing some Midwest stuff as well, along with Knoxville. Um, as, as far as I know, that's still in place. But it, I, I just, it's going to be hard to beat Logan out there for how good they have been and just the Zemco car just always seems to run so well at Port Royal. You know, the last kind of down here they really had was when Blaney was in the car, unfortunately. And it just, Logan has just revitalized that team to the fact where we don't know if we're going to see Zemco car anymore to now Logan Weiner's going for four in a row at Port Royal. I think it's going to come down to him and Macri, but I think it really depends on where does Macri go on Saturday nights too? Are they going to float around? Are they going to travel a little bit? What are they going to do on Saturday nights? Because I see Macri being one of those that, in the next couple of years, we'll probably be on the All-Stars or an outlaw schedule. Um, but we'll have to wait and see on that. But I do think Logan goes for four in a row, yeah. Yeah, it's um, consistency is the name of the game. Um, that's that's what it comes down to. Um, now, again, the question is, does Macri travel? I think that's the golden mm-hmm. that's the golden question right now as far as that championship is concerned, at least on my perspective. If Macri yeah. travels and misses a week or two, which I'm seeing three dates that he missed last year, which very well may have been a deciding factor. Um, does Dylan Sisney or TJ Studs get back to victory lane in Port Royal this year? Uh, well... I, I do think Dylan will. I think they've been they've been close, and you know they they'll be getting that five car and that two car both working together. And I think once they get that figured out, they'll have those X one chassis working very well. TJ Stutz, I'm going to say yes. I this, this boy, that place owes him a bunch. I mean, it, it, he got the win at the end of 2019. Hell, he was leading the opener last year, Casey, and then he blew up, unfortunately. And uh, it's just a heartbreaker. And he had he was right there with Eliason. 
entire race until he blew up. And it just seemed like any time he gets out in the lead, something comes up and bites him. And it's just, Oh, it's so heartbreaking for TJ, especially what he's been through. And um, I'm super excited for TJ this year, especially with Ethan getting in uh, some four ten races as well. I'm really looking forward to see what both these, uh, the studs have to offer here. They are really I think going to go for this Port Royal Track Championship this year. I'm not going to say that they're going to go out and win it here because it's going to be tough to beat Logan, but if TJ can get that reliability issue there, watch out because they might rattle off two or three wins up there this year. Yeah, that's very well possible for sure. I mean, TJ, two top fives last year uh, in points between the Grove and Port, and you know, he does show strength a lot of the time. He ran well at the one of the nights of the of to Tusky weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was top 10, maybe eighth or something like that. But he did run really well. And again, it's just a matter of stuff just not going wrong. That's all it comes down yeah. to. Uh, yeah. AJ Flick is an interesting one. Uh, you know, he got the win at the Dream Race the other year. This past mm-hmm. year... Looked good, but I think could have been better. Uh, I'm I'm thinking AJ sees victory lane twice at Port Royal. Do you agree? I like that. Yes, I do. I think they'll get whatever they were struggling with last year off their backs. Is that they were? I, I almost every night I, I talked to AJ and just. It, 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 they were just so frustrated. It's like they, they just could not figure out what was going on with the car here, and they were having problems with mostly. I think their slick track slid up from what he was saying, and. I think they'll get that figured out this year. AJ will at least knock off two wins this year. I'd love to see that dream of him uh, go up there, get a nerd dream race win, or maybe even a Wiker win. That'd be so cool to see him get his, uh, an all-star win out out of Port Royal um, with that two car. He's such again, he's such a good guy and I want to see him go out. I want to see all these guys succeed, especially, you know, the ones that I've been able to, you know, form relations with over the last couple of years. But AJ is one that again, like TJ has been bitten by either luck or just something going wrong or what have you, or just like, you know, struggling like the entire year they did last year, especially how good they've gotten in 2019 and just seemed like it all went away last year. So I'm looking for AJ to at least get two wins next year. Yeah, I agree with you, Casey. Yeah, and I think the in the end of it, it's it's a matter of chasing down the Wagner boys. Uh, Brent Marks mm-hmm. was third last year. He's now moved on to running the All Stars, and uh, you know Macri's still up in question. And then you had Flick and Tyler Bear sitting in seventh and eighth. Um, well, Tyler Bear, that's that's another one. I think they could see a a good, uh, hopefully a good resurgence this year. They found some of that twenty five car. They got a good motor program going on right now, and I think Tyler. I mean, I would love to see him get his first four ten win up there, but I think that their consistency is starting to really starting to amp up right now. Another one I'm going to throw out there for you there is uh, Justin Whittle, another kid that's really starting to find his groove there but unfortunately it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of checkers or records for justin once he gets i think a little more calmer in the car i mean he's i talked to him a couple times up there last year where he got third place and you know he was so close to getting that win there but again it's one of those things where you need to be consistent need to be calm and that comes with time in that seat and i think justin might he might be able to get his first 410 win up there this year I could not agree with you more that uh, that day that he led that race was almost like a uh, shit your pants taking the white flag kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, just a couple of other guys I wanted to mention along the lines of port, uh, you know, of course, the 69 K is going to show up and be dominant and be very competitive anytime they come up. Um, do we see a Lance repeat? 
with the Tusky. Oh boy. Well, uh, I think that just remains to be seen. What kind of year are they going to have? I mean, are they going to have the kind of year that they struggled with in 2019 where they just did not seen together, but they were picking up the big wins. But then again, this year you don't have right till you're probably not going to, you're not going to have Larson to fight with there for these two and Eliason. I think, I mean, it all depends on what kind of year Eliason's going to have. So I think there's a good shot that Lance is going out there probably Get, was, I think it'd be third in a row, or no, no, sorry, be, uh, was it three out of the last four years when the Tusky fifth? Yeah, I think it's three out of the last four years. I mean, it, it, I think it boggles everybody, whether you're a fan of the team or you're not, how they do it, how they run a limited schedule, how they're, they're all getting up there in age. It's no secret. Um, they may all have their AARP cards. Uh, but <laughs> God, I hope Lance doesn't hear that. <laughs> Lance knows I'm a fan. It's all right. It's all it's all out of respect. Everyone knows it. Um, I love Lance. There's, there's actually a team of modified guys. I uh, Billy Van Pelt up at Woodhall. Their team yep. is is a uh, TOF Motorsports, which is three old farts. Um, it just makes me think of these guys. It just makes me think of the 69K all the time. It's hilarious. But, um, but you know what? Those they, three old farts, I tell you what, they make a lot of money, though, don't they? They got not, a lot of knowledge. You're not kidding me. It, I think it boggles everybody how in the hell they do it. But well, I'll tell you what, here's how it. they do it. Here's how they do it. Davey Brown, that's the mastermind behind that. That man is a genius. And there is, you will never see in our lifetime, I'll be shocked if you see another guy like Davey Brown had the success that he has had over the last 50 years or almost probably going on six years now what he has done with this sport that is the main reason by that not get, taking anything away from donnie or what the rest of that crew does or lance himself but it all starts and end with davy brown we could have a, a five-hour special on on my uh appreciation for what davy brown is that's for damn sure oh, i think everyone can uh yeah i've had conversations on the way home from new york tracks just picking Merck's brain about the history of Davy Brown. And I'm waiting for the damn book to be published. Uh, Cause I'll definitely be there to buy it. That's for damn sure. Another one. Hey, I wanted, another one I wanted to bring up uh, is Blaine Heimbach. So Blaine of course has had a lot of success at Salem's Grove, especially in the 360 realm of things. He shows up with the 410, uh, not every week at port, but it seems that the, it's just not all there under the hood when he shows up at port. Does Blaine Heimbach season this year, uh, is it going to be a, a vast improvement off of last year? I, I think I think so. I mean, they're, they're starting to find some things with that 12 car. And um, I think a lot of his big track experience up at Seals Grove helps him out um, moving up the four tens of port. I mean, I know it's two different animals, but I mean, Blaine has been very successful on big tracks and, you know, port and Seals Grove there, you know, for lack of a better term, they're almost identical with how wide sweeping the court corners are. I mean, I think Port's got a little bit of a longer straightaways than what Seals Grove does, but still, I mean, if you can work through the corners and work through a, a slick off track, like Seals Grove likes to get sometimes and then Port, you know, it seems like it always slicks off on Saturday nights, but 
I honestly think that Blaine could figure something out there. Again, it's, I think it comes back to consistency is that can they get the car to last for 25 laps and can they make it, you know, the right adjustments when it needs to come down to it. And I think that's where it kind of hurt Blaine where the car fell off a little bit. It just kind of put him in mid pack for most of the time there. But yeah, I think, I think Blaine can rebound this year. I'm not going to say they're going to go out and get a win, but I think a couple top fives and top tens are definitely, uh, definitely in the cards for the 12 car this year. Yeah, I definitely agree to that point. And uh, yeah, I mean, at Port, especially, you're right. I think Logan is the man to catch. Uh, he did a phenomenal job filling in in the Zemco car after the lowrider. And that is not an easy task. But uh, no. no. So moving on from Port, let's switch over to the other Saturday night special in Lincoln. Um, you know, we touched on little Freddie a little bit about his surgeons at the end of the year, and it seemed like the colder it got, the hotter he did. Um, now with Danny, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because you don't know if Danny's going to be there every week because he, right. he does like to randomly just choose to go out with the all-stars or hit a outlaw show, depending on where they're at. If Danny runs the full schedule, does Danny beat? Freddie. Well, I think Danny's carrying a lot of momentum after Volusia. Um, I, I really, I think the 48, they're, they're resurgent. Last year was a great year for them. I know 19 wasn't really, you know, the, the year that they wanted to have, but I know that last year they've really rebounded. You know, they got the all-star win out there at, uh, I believe in Texas, they got the all-star win. And, uh, you know, it just seemed like when they came back in, they were just ready loaded for bear. And I think Freddie and Danny is such a great battle. I mean, it's such a rivalry. I love it. Um, and I, it's going to be tough. I think, I think it all depends on, as you said, what Danny does on Saturday nights or where they might travel a little bit, go out the port or whatever, just follow some of the money. But it, if you were asking me, Danny was sick in the Lincoln all year long. I, it's a toss up. I, I, I can, I don't know what to say on that one, Casey, because they are both two young, good drivers and they seem to have Lincoln speedway figured out. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't, I, that's a tough one. That really is just because of how good both of them are down at Lincoln. It seemed like for a while there, they were just trading wins left and right. Was it, I think two or three, two years ago, they were trading wins down there for a couple weeks there. And, I think we could come back to see that. I, I almost want to say that they could end the season with the same amount of wins down the Lincoln. I mean, it's, it's that possible for how good they both are and not probably the same amount of finishing second place behind each other. Yeah. I mean, Danny had seven wins last year at Lincoln and Freddie had, I think three. And mm -hmm. again, if he would have ran the full schedule, it could have been a completely different outcome as far as the point title goes. Uh, the one guy who at Lincoln, I think may be the, how do I put this? Might be the underdog could show his face uh, in front of the camera after the features are over a little bit more frequently. I think is Chad Trout. Mm, okay. I like that. I really do because I think that Chad, uh, they are finding some equipment. You know, Chad is it's such a good super sportsman driver back in the day there. And, you know, he does have an icebreaker win to his credit. Um, or was it for, no, it was a Lincoln, uh, I think a regular race. A couple he he weeks won the ago, ice breaker. A years ago. Yeah. He, he oh, wait, am I thinking 18? He won the icebreaker. He won the year of the icebreaker where it was like 50 mile an hour wins. And I had to pin myself between the shitters and the infield. So I wouldn't get blown over. Are you sure? Wait, is that the year of the tornado? 
I don't think so. I think this was 2018. That had to be 18 then, because 17 was, 17 was a tornado, and I remember Dietrich won that night. So, yeah, I think it was 18. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, show it was. Show was then, over in an hour and 20 minutes. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yes, because, yeah, because, okay, yes, because 18 was Trout, 19 was Lucas, and last year was Danny. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, Chad is, um, yeah, Chad is, that's a, a small team that can go out there and win. Hell, he, he ran third at Weeks a couple of years ago, and he even got a Speed Week win up there yep. uh, a couple of years ago at Lincoln, and, you know, ran very well the first, uh, uh, First couple of weeks of speed or couple races of speed week, I believe 2019. But yeah, I, I see Chad being a contender. I'm not going to say they're going to go out and win the championship. Um, but I do see them getting more consistent as the time goes on. As they're still trying to get this, you know, their 410 program figured out here. But I think you can see him moving from a mid pack guy up to uh, a front of the packer here very soon. And I, I would not be shocked if it was this season. So looking at the results from last year at Lincoln, uh, they got kind of the locals kind of got ran over by the pros, if you want to put it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Between Larson, Based and Gravel, Hodenshield, Macedo, Rico. Uh, besides, you know, Freddie and besides Danny, and I'll even say Chad, who else on their weekly roster are we going to see in Victory Lane or could potentially see knockoff maybe one of the uh, the invasion shows? Oh boy, that that's um, well. Let me see here. I thought my head. Uh, I mean, you're going to talk Alan Crimes for a couple of wins for sure down there on a uh, Saturday night. Um, if you look at some of the evasion shows, I think you know Donnie. Obviously, when Donnie comes in with the uh, Outlaws, they're going to be tough. And Aaron too. Aaron seems to know how to run that place very well. I mean, if you're looking at those midweek shows with during Speed Week when they can. Larson and Bell don't count out Larson anywhere he goes because he's still going to continue his hot streak whenever he can get in that 57 car. Um, I think Larson is definitely a, a winner. You know, probably run the midweek outlaw show there um, if it works out in, in May and probably he'll come in for Speed Week on Monday night too. Um, you know, Rico picked up a win over there. Gravel's been good down at Lincoln. Uh, Sheldon, though, he surprised me a lot last year getting that win because I didn't think Lincoln was a track that he was very good at, but he surprised me a lot last year going to get his first Lincoln win um, with the Outlaws. So I, 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 there's a bunch of guys there. You said Macedo as well. Um, could, could go out there, get a win. Basin, so I think, surprised a lot of people when he won with the Swindell car. Um, yeah, I, I just think that they're for some reason right now the posse is kind of in a down downward when it's uh when it comes to outlaw time or all-star time but i i do think that it's on the, it can be on the way back up here but there's just so much talent on these all on these all-star and outlaw tours casey it, it's insane the amount of talent that's out there i absolutely agree to that and you know speaking to sheldon's point i have noticed he is very good navigating through traffic on a smaller type Mm-hmm. I don't want to say a bull ring because they're not that small, but he does have that ability to navigate through traffic very, very well. And it's uh, I've noticed it out at some of the tracks in Indiana. He's really good at doing that. And it, it's mm-hmm. I think we may be seeing Sheldon's niche as far as his go to type track that, you know, you kind of got to look at him and say he, he could be winning this race. 
Well, that's that's where you look at a place like where he was, it's how good he was at scrabbing. You know, I, a lot of people were comparing that to Lincoln on how well he was, and I think Lincoln was kind of a coming out party for him last year on how well he ran, and he also he cut his teeth on those Ohio bull rings, and that's that's no easy task out there, you know, between Attica and um, all those other places out there that, you know, there's so many good tracks in Ohio too, Sharon, and it just, uh, what's the track by his hometown? Oh, I can't, it's all, it's on top of my head right now. I can't think of it. Wayne County. That's it. Yeah. I mean, where he got, I believe you got the win out there last year and, you know, win in front of your home crowd with the outlaw show. And, you know, it's just, you cut your teeth in Ohio like that. Obviously, I mean, you don't have the bigger tracks like we do in PA here, but when you cut your teeth on those smaller bull rings and that, like in Ohio, it's it, to me, it's no surprise that he, you know, is kind of showing his, uh, his dominance there on some of these smaller tracks, but it's all about, can he put the whole race together? Like he, he couldn't down his scrabbing and it just seemed like they were having problems at Volusia, but it's just, it seems like Sheldon's either checkers or records. If you go out and win it, he he's going to go out and dominate it, but it seems like something comes up and bites him or else he bites himself. Uh, I, I absolutely think that is the case. He definitely has been that guy that has, I mean, if not, I forget exactly where it was. It might have been a Hobstot or one of those uh, USAC type tracks out in Indiana. He won by a length amount of time. I think it was, I think it was Hobstot. Yeah, yeah I think it was like 10, 14 seconds, something like that. But then the next race you'd see him and it's possible that he just balls it up. You're exactly right. Yeah. But I think I think he's coming into his own as far as becoming less of the wreckers and more of the checkers. I think that's, I think he's going to put a lot of heat on those top guys, which we'll get into in a minute um, for the title this year with the outlaws, for sure. Let's uh, bounce over to, of course, the, uh, the legendary and infamous Williams Grove. Uh, again, we're looking at a lot of familiar names on here, um, but there is Mons Heath on that list in seventh from last year. There's Lance in eighth. Which cracks me up that he didn't run a full schedule. He still got a top ten. He did it at port too. He was, uh, I think, ninth mm-hmm. at port. Uh, Kyle Reinhardt's gone. Zierfoss is gone. Lance doesn't run a full schedule. Monteith gone. Lucas Wolf gone. What's left is your top. Uh, I'm gonna say four out of your top five are left. Freddie, Macri, Danny, and Stutz. Who Danny. else is gonna join that list this year for uh, potentially a top five in points or even a top ten? Well, uh, let me think off the top of my head here because uh, I, I think you're looking at, you know, I think the top four stays the same. I like to see, um, oh, let's see here. I mean, it, I'm trying to think here on the Friday night who's going to be there on a Friday night this year because last year you had, I mean, with everything going on with COVID, it was kind of, it was hard to say who was going to, you know, be there because you could have invaders come in at the last second. So, I mean, I'll throw out some um, names for you. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Matt Campbell for one. Uh, I'm guessing yeah, I the premier card is going to run there. I think he has top five. Yeah, I think he has a top five. Robbie Kendall and Steve Buckwalter are two guys who, again, it seems like whatever bug is in the pits has bitten them in the ass over and over again. And then you move on to Kyle Moody. That's an interesting one. I, I think Kyle is definitely consistent. I'm not, I don't, I think they have a better motor for 
the Lincoln and what they do at the Grove. I mean, if they improve their motor program a little bit, I think we, we talk about Kyle maybe sneaking his way in there for a top five. Definitely a top ten, but I I do think he'll be, he could sneak his way in for a top five. They get that motor program figured out, maybe get a little bit of stronger motor out there. Buckwalder, I think that's another thing there where he always seems to run well at the Grove, but something just kind of snake bits him. Robbie Kendall, uh, uh, he hit nail on the head. These two guys are just snake bitten out there. It's just seemed like anytime they get out there for in the front there, something happens, and it, it I don't. It's just the way racing works, man. It's it sucks, but I I could see that be for that fifth and final spot there. That could be a Donnybrook there between Kendall Buckwalder and Moody there, depending on how their schedules work out. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, and another one that we haven't really talked about a whole lot um, is the Mahalski ride. So of course we know what transpired last year. Still shocking, still sad. I did see that Brett's going to back away from the seat time. And I also saw that they were talking about possibly putting someone in that car. Has anything come up about that? I haven't heard anything about it. Um, I know, as you said before, Brett was going to be taking some time away, uh, obviously with uh, Joe passing away, which is such a horrible thing. I mean, I'm going to miss that guy a a lot. He was such a a great dude to talk to in the pits and always had a never met, never met a man that did not have a smile on his face. Joe always had one. And that was, uh, um, it, that's such a big loss for them. And yeah, I think this will do Brett good to kind of sit back and take a year off, but I haven't really heard on who they're going to put in that car. Um, I, I, it's good equipment. I think Brett's starting to really find his way around there. It's just kind of just learning the car there. I know it's a big jump when you go from 600s to four tens like Brett did, but you know, it, it I think it's just kind of waiting to see here. And whenever they make the announcement, I'm sure they'll put somebody, uh, somebody decent in that car there or somebody that deserves an opportunity. And I, I kind of, that's kind of the way Joe would want to give somebody that opportunity to kind of come up here and see what they can do. If he can't put Brett in the car. Yeah. I've, I haven't had anyone tell me anything remotely close to being negative about Joe Mahalski. He was a great guy. Uh, everyone seemed to love talking to him, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the, in the pit area. Um, so, I think we're going to end up seeing kind of the same situation we're going to see at Lincoln, where it's going to be, you know, the Freddie Macri, uh, well, not Macri, but the Freddie and Danny show. Um, I'm wondering if Freddie is going to still carry that same steam he carried from the uh, end of last year into this year. And what's going to happen with Danny coming off of a great trip in Florida? Um you know, it, it's going to be a toss up, to be honest. I think it's going to come down to a matter of your consistency over wins. Do you agree? And that and that's what the Grove is all about. I think it's more consistency over wins. I mean, Freddie is, it just seemed like, you know, past couple years, it's hard to see that 51 car not in the top five at the Grove. They have that place figured out. Danny, I mean, he can be somewhat wishy-washy at the Grove. I mean, where he's either up front or, you know, they have problems and running mid-pack. But towards the end, it seemed like he can work his way up there and give a fight for the championship there. Macri, I, I'm definitely... It's definitely been consistency for him, but I think it's time for him to go up there and get those wins finally. That 39 car belongs on the front stretch of the Grove, and I, you know, it's I, I would not be surprised if that's a bigger show that Macri can go up there and get one of these, you know, his first wins at the Grove. But it's time for that 39 car to go out there and win that if he wants a shot at this Williams Grove Track Championship. And I think those are your three main guys you're looking at right now. The big three is Macri, Dietrich, and Raymer, and. Uh, it's just the Grove is, that's what I love about the Grove. So many people bitch and moan about the Grove, but you know what? It, it's so unique to have a track like the Grove that can be, 
it just can go from one extreme to the other. And I, I, I just love the racing there. Honestly, it's so unique with how tight it is. You got to know how to work the car, especially if that place starts rubbering down. Cause if that starts and when it starts rubbering down too, to go down to the bottom, if it does, it's so, it's such a unique art at the Grove and especially to get that, save that car enough around a track that is so long, but yet so tight it is magnificent. And those are the three best guys at it right now. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and, and again, Stutz, I think, knocks off a win at some point in time at the Grove this year, just uh, like he will at that. Port. I mean, and and they've worked on their Lincoln game, too. And he came out and even said that, that they dedicated time to work on their game at Lincoln. I think he is a person who, at some point in time, we may see in victory lane at all three tracks. Believe it or not, I think it can and may happen. Oh, I, I believe that it's going to happen. It's just, I think that they need to get these gremlins off their back. And if Stutz can get this gremlin off his back, yes, I think getting a win at all three tracks is not out of the realm of possibility. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I do like your theory on him getting a win at the Grove this year. I think it's possible um, is because especially in a time trial show, because he always time trials so well. It just, he, he's such a good time trial, especially when they run that outlaw format, but it seems like you dash redraw or something happens in the feature or something in the dash. It, it just kind of sends him back and it, it's just kind of the, the format kind of screws him then. But yeah, I, I, I can see him, especially at time trial show. Yeah. Let's, let's go to win TJ Stutz and maybe down Lincoln, you know, got a top, uh, what was it? I think a top five down there at third classic and, um, you know, they're, they're working on their link game. And yeah, I, 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 back to your main point. Yeah. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility of him getting the win in all three tracks. I definitely, I think the girl before Lincoln, but I do think that a, a Lincoln and Grove win are coming. So on the, on the Grove point, uh, front here, how bad is the madman going to wreck this party that we just talked about with these three guys because you you can't okay yes the barshinger ride wasn't the greatest last year um it they struggled in every which way possible but you can't shy away from the guy that's going to be strapping into that car who has a ton of wins a ton of experience does he spoil the party and take home that championship well, as I think about that, I don't, I don't know about the championship because I know, I don't know what their full schedule is going to be. They're going to be specifically Friday nights at the Grove, or Carrie has an air ride lined up, or that's right. going to be more of a, a special car. I don't know, but let's say they are. I say, if you were to ask me after and where they're at, probably I say after April. I think I have a better chance at answering that. But I will say this: what he showed in that one hundred and one car down in Florida, which I I haven't seen that one hundred and one car before. I thought it was like a three hundred five or whatever. And he goes out there, he goes out there, and gets a damn podium at the All Stars. He runs very well with the Outlaws down at Volusia. He looked well at East Bay, and I think if they take it back down to East Bay back in uh, in a couple of weeks here, when the All or the Outlaws go down there, we could be talking about Kerry Babson, you know, running in top five, top you know, top three again, but he took that ride and what he did with it. So I can't see him not doing that with the Barshner ride. Will he win the track championship? Nah, I don't know. It's going to be tough to beat Danny Macri and Freddie, but could he sneak his way in there to have a good battle with Stutz and, uh, uh, Moody and Buckwalder and, 
Kendall, like we said earlier, yeah, why not? Let's throw him in there and probably, be, you know, for that fight for the top five too. But it all depends on what they do throughout this entire season here. And also, is that Barshner car going to be back up to where it was at when Lucas was at his, his peak of ass kicking in that car there, 2017-2018? Yep, yeah. I mean, it, you're right. It all depends on what they run. And that 101 car, I saw that hit the track, and I had the TV on mute. And I'm like, oh, this must just be like one of the local low budget guys. And then when I saw his name pop up, I'm like, what in the world is he driving? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, look what did. and then it was on the show. I'm like, wait a second. I'm confused. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he, he shocked the hell out of me. Honestly, he really did. And it showed Curry Madison. So gone. Ian, I mean, he still looks, pretty damn well too what mm -hmm. he's got going on there so i think ian with uh teaming up with zeb i think they're gonna run pretty pretty damn well this year too yeah absolutely uh a possibility for sure or not zeb sam mcgee sorry yeah, i don't know yeah. why the hell i said sam what oh, the hell's wrong with me zeb why do you, have, you call me a four you call me a sprint car expert and yet you have man, what the hell casey did i ever Come call on. you an expert i don't remember that hell hell no maybe a beer drinking expert not even that yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're gonna that's we're gonna go with a beer drinking expert. Perfect. And a croc expert. Don't forget the crocs. Oh, the orange crocs. Um, <laughs> so They'll never miss me. Yeah, you're exactly right. Can spot you in the infield at a mile track if I wanted to. Damn orange Amen. crocs. Uh, so just uh, a couple more questions about the Grove. Does Lance get number one hundred? Yes. When? It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. It's when not, uh, is the question. Oh hell! I mean, <laughs> could it possibly they're, wait? They're and, could it wait until October? No, oh, my God, no! That's not no. It's gonna happen. When it's gonna happen probably also. That weekend. That'd be great, yeah. But that'd be a bigger story of Lance only having one win <laughs> and getting it to Natty Open than it would be than it would be him winning one hundred back in April. That'd be a bigger <laughs> or that'd be a bigger story than win number one hundred than Natty Open. So no 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 it's not gonna happen in Natty Open. It's probably gonna happen whenever they're the all stars are in for their first trip around PA. That's probably when it's gonna happen or else if not sooner I, I forget what the six nine K schedule is off the top of my head. I don't know if they're running the opener or not, but hell that could even be a possibility too. You're, um you're right. He does knock off wins really quick in the season. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, he I, does. So I, I was you know, just, I was just trying to dream up like some kind of uh, like a movie story kind of thing here. Uh, so could you think of that, though? Uh, think about that, though. Would that what would be the bigger story that Lance's 100th win or Lance Lance's first win of the, of the season coming out the, uh, <laughs> the Natty Open? Think about it. I know you're dreaming of that scenario, but think about that. Though. What would be the bigger story on that? Uh, I think you would hear the checkers would go and you would just hear a giant sigh of relief from everyone there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would. You would. Uh, absolutely. I, I agree with you on that part there on your Hollywood dream ending. But I do think, too, that there would be I think that would be the bigger story that if Lance only had did not get a win going into the Natty Open. And yeah, he goes out, gets the Natty Open, gets 100. But why did it take this damn long? Yeah, I mean, that definitely yeah. has the the story of, of a movie for you right there, for sure. Yeah, um, but no, I, I definitely think I'm thinking probably probably by the time the All-Stars roll and they'll probably have 100. Yeah, the first I, I, time. I think you're right. I think it, they're they always do it. They always roll in and just knock a couple off real quick. He did it at yep. court last year. He uh, he does it every year. Um, yep. So now let's say that Lance 
does it win the Natty Open? Is it going to be posse time uh, this year, or are we going to see another stellar performance out of the Outlaws like we did last year with Donnie? Well, I tell you what, I think I'm going to go with a little bit of best of both worlds because what about that shark racing uh, number one S Logan Shuhart? He did pick up, uh, I believe he was in the top three last year at the Natty Open. Uh-huh. He looked strong. He looked very strong in that training number one S. So what if his best of both worlds and Logan goes out, gets that, gets that Natty Open win? Yeah, and that's the next uh, segment I wanted to go to was touching on the Outlaws. Uh, just a little bit, you know, this is Central PA Sprint Car Preview, but we can't ignore what is the National Series. Um, you know, I listened to those guys, uh, especially Johnny Gibson and the others that were announcing down there all week at in Florida. And it, it's going to be a very interesting season amongst what I believe is going to be the top five or six that are running all year. Donnie has looked really good so far, which mm-hmm. I hope it scares the bejesus out of the rest but, of the field. But that was in all star shows. He I looked know. good. I know the outlaw shows. He looked- did not look. I mean, he looked wow. good on Friday night down in Volusia when he came from what was it, eighteenth up to second. He was leading. He looked really good at that one. He was leading. And then with like two to go. Yeah, Sunday. and then blew the motor up. Right. Yeah, but so, so it was kind of. But the four- where he went from. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's just he's looked. I think they got that Ford figured out. Oh, yeah. And I think it's scary because, you know, as well as I do, when Donnie's on, you can kiss it goodbye. Yeah. But you also have. The Shark Racing Boys, especially Logan. Logan's coming into his element. Like a badass, but Brad's not going away either. And now throw in Gravel's got the fast two car. Sheldon's mm-hmm. still there looking good. And it, it's it's so hard to predict how this is going to go. For the longest time, you knew Donnie Shots was the man to beat. But right, right now, I don't know that there's I mean, yeah, Brad's defending champion twice over. So technically, he's the king of the mountain. But. I think they're all on an evil level playing field at the current moment. And this could go any which way. I, I think it's a Donnybrook between the top. I, I was going to say top three, but then he threw Gravel's name in there. So I'm going to say, yeah, top four. I don't know if Sheldon's up there enough that he's going to have enough consistent runs to be able to fight for the championship. I think Macedo, I mean, he think could be a fifth contender or Absolutely. maybe even Jacob. If they figure everything out there with uh, Jacob's car, which they're starting to come in. And I expect Jacob to up that win total to probably at least three, maybe four wins this year on the, on the outlaws. But I, I think you're looking at a four dog fight between Brad Sweet, Logan Schu, are Donnie Shots and David Gravel with the with the Outlaws. I mean, that's look look how Florida went. That's basically there's your winners outside of uh, um, Gravel. You have Macedo get up a win there, but still, you look at the All Stars at uh, East Bay. It was Donnie. You look um, night number one uh, at um, Volusia. It was. Um, Ah, uh, sweet. You you also have uh, or no Logan Shuhart. Then you also have. Uh, Carson Macedo pick up a win. First night, the Outlaws sweet goes out of win. Then you have um, uh, Shuhart win on Sunday night, take on the Big Gator. So out of those out of those races, there you have the only one that didn't win out of your top five or prediction in the top five there were Gravel. So I think Macedo, I think he could be a fifth car, but I think really do honestly feel like it's a four dog race between those guys, and it, it's 
it's so good to see the Outlaws competition so closely together than what it has been. You know, hell, I think back to, I think it was 2017 or 2018 where Shot signed in and he clinched a championship up at Port Royal. And they still had like three weeks ago yet in the season. So like, it's, it's so good to see how close that battle is. And it's been, I, I, Get to talk to Donnie and know Donnie a little bit. I've become a fan of his and just see what he's and appreciate more what he has done the last few years um, throughout his entire career than what I have in the past. And to see what Brad's been able to do to knock him off and start and see, well, was Donnie on a little bit of a decline? But also, you got to realize, too, they were trying to figure out a brand new motor program, too, in the middle of fighting for a championship. So they almost, in a way, I don't want to say they conceded a championship in, in that time frame, but they definitely put it on the back burner, I feel like. Um, and then Logan Shuar, you have him come into his own here, and he's been a, 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 I wouldn't want to say a dominant force here, but he's also he's no slash whatsoever he's consistent he can go out get you probably about seven or eight wins i expect him to probably get get close to double digit wins this year um and uh, i think we are in for a hell of a fight there and the last guy david gravel too i mean he's always been good it's just a lot of consistency you know especially he seems to really heat up when they get into pennsylvania here in may and then he just starts going on fire throughout the entire summer the month of money he's always good at when that's donnie's month really and donnie really hasn't had the great months of monies that we've seen in the past and gravel and sweet really have capitalized on that yeah and i mean and we're forgetting one other person who could throw a wrench into this whole damn thing in the 83, we have A.A. Ron. How the hell could we forget him? Oh, oh I boy. Him. I mean, oh, I know you didn't, but still, I mean, yeah. Aaron is, there's, oh my God. What can you say about Reitzel? I mean, I think it's going to be between him and Gravel when they come into Pennsylvania, honestly, because Aaron's just had the number in PA for the last couple of years now, ever since he really hooked up with uh, Josh Bachman. Now he's in the Roth ride. And I mean, I think it, I think it, he could get in there probably, I think more like a six, maybe a fifth place finish there this year mm-hmm. um, with the in points, because I really do think it's a four dog race. But if he makes it a five or six dog race, you throw Macedo's name in there. I, I, I could not, I, that's a very good possibility to talk about right. So possibly get in there for a six dog race for the, uh, for the world of outlaw championship this year. I, I, I don't think that's out of the realm possibility. Uh, it, it absolutely does. You can't. It's gotten to the point now where, you know, look, people can look at their at their points and they can be like, oh, well, only seven guys really ran every race and this and that. Well, let me tell you this year, the those quote unquote seven guys are going to have a brawl and it's going to be awesome yeah. to watch all year long. And, and to, to transition off of Reutzel, let's move over to the all stars. Um you know, it's going to be, I think, a big surprise to everyone this year because that 87 is not there. And could this be the handing over the torch to Eliason? I don't know. They're fast. They're good. But they go through their trials and tribulations like everyone else does. And then you factor in that CJB car is going to be there with Brent Marks. Um, what do you see coming out of the All-Stars this year? I feel like it's a licensed championship to lose in a way just because how close he was the last couple of years. But I also feel like that I think his best competition is probably going to be, I want to say either Marks or Justin Peck in that book 13. Cause he looked really well down in Florida oh and down God, yeah. as well. Yes, he did. Yeah. 
That was so surprising. I think that, yeah, I mean, Paul's Paul's been good in that car. Don't get me wrong. Not taking anything away from Paul McMahon, but I do think that Justin, you know, a little bit of fresh blood in that car really helps the misfits out, and you know, kind of gets uh, you know some new blood, some new blood in the game. And I think that they'll be there ready to pounce. Him and Marks are going to be ready to pounce if Elias falters. I think, as I said, it's a license championship to lose just for how much he's playing bridesmaid of uh, rights of the last couple of years. But I really, it's going to be hard, I think, to beat Elias. And I think it's going to be back to the days where Blaney, you know, where Blaney won it, you know, kind of getting dominated in PA and it's more of how he does in Ohio and Indiana and up in the, up in the uh, Midwest, Northern Midwest swing when they go up there, how he handles that um, with the all-stars that'll really separate Elias from the rest there. Cause he has a lot more experience than what a lot of these guys do. So I think you're going to be looking at the veteran like Elias and going out there probably win the championship, but don't be surprised if you see someone like Marks or Peck go out there and knock him off. Yeah, I was very impressed by how well that 13 ran at East Bay. Mm-hmm. I even Scravity looked great. Yeah, I didn't think it was the same car that we'd seen in most recent time. It just it looked like it had a different attitude to it. And again, like you said, no taking anything away from from Paul McMahon because I don't need Braden to be blowing up social media <laughs> complaining about what we're saying about his old man. So hey, hey, it's for the content for views, buddy. That's what we're doing. That's why we're doing the shit talking. So we get the content and the views. That's all it's about. Braden would appreciate that. He definitely would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, and you can't isn't uh Kyle Reinhardt's there too, my man. And you can't forget that either. I and I, I, I was thinking about that too, is that I think, you know, a top five, top tens definite for probably Reinhardt, but it's that first kind of trek out on the road, first kind of, you know, you're going to see different tracks and we all know how tough that can be, especially when you're going to a place for the first time. And, you know, the series grind, it's not as difficult as what the outlaws are, but still it's not an easy grind to do whatsoever. So um I, I definitely think that Reinhardt when they come in local, they'll have a better notebook and a better understanding. I think they'll be better when they run local. But I do think that first time you go out on the road there you go see some of these tracks that you never see before like you go to beaver dam or you go out to a place like jackson or um somewhere in michigan or indiana like circle city i mean that's gonna be an interesting one where nobody really has raced before i don't know if he has any experience out of kokomo or any of the indiana tracks that they have out there but it's still even ohio speed week that's gonna be tough there because i'm not sure how much of ohio speed week he's ran in the past either so there's a lot of ifs when you go on the road for the first time and it's uh it's definitely going to be a year of travel and tribulations for him, but I do think year two, yeah, I think we'd be talking about it. If they are out there in 2022, let's, let's throw Kyle Reinhardt up there possibly. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And even if that cauldron car comes around with Lucas, you could see something different there too. It's, yeah. it's all a matter of, I think the first month or so, I think we'll start to see it take form and take shape. But there's definitely a lot of variables that are in play. There's definitely a lot of uh, unquestionables that we just don't know yet at the moment. But it's going to be an exciting year for sure in Central PA and even on the national level. Yeah, well, I mean, think about that first month of the All-Stars. I mean, I believe, what is it? They started in Ohio and at the beginning of April, but then a week later, you go to Virginia, you go to Virginia Motor Speedway, you come up, you run uh, the Grove, Port, and Bedford. So right there in six of or in sorry in four of your first six or seven races you are in pa tracks 
So, I mean, it's tracks that the PA guys will come back. And I think what they go to port like what seven times this year. I think they have seven shows up to port. They got a bunch of the Grove Lincoln. I think they go to what two or three times. And you have that mini speed week that they roll into, um, with Grandview, the Grove for the twin twenties, um, Lincoln. And then I'm so happy to see BAPS back on that schedule. I listen, people get BAPS, all sorts of shit, but I love four tens at BAPS. I do. It is such a fun track for them. And when they hit that surface, right? I mean, it is a great race. And whenever they get a chance around the four tens there, and I'm so happy to see everything get put, put in the past there with the all stars and them after what happened back at the justice Snyder race, uh, Mm-hmm. In 2019, I'm so happy to see yeah, the box race. Yes, that's what we'll forever be known as. But I, I am really excited to see what they're going to do there with that, uh, with that race there again. They always seem to put on really, really good shows there when the four tens are there, and they just don't disappoint. Whether it's some sort of excitement like the box race, or else you get some really, really good racing down there. So I, I'm really happy to see them work out their differences and uh, get uh, get back there. So I'm uh, just going to wind this down a little bit. You know, uh, I can't go without speaking about my home track. Uh, they do employ me. Uh, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that it's Friday the 13th that the winged 410s will roll into Big Diamond for the first time. And I think it's eight years. Uh, yeah. You know, take out the guys who, if Knoxville is a thing, are going to be out at Knoxville. Who do you see uh, name wise showing up and who do you potentially see taking home the checkered? Uh, well, well, I, I think we talk a guy like Tyler Ross. I mean, whether they, if they don't go out, I, I think that's not a bad, a bad pick. I mean, he has experience there in a three sixty, and I think Ross is, I think he could have a chance there. Um, you know, maybe uh, I'm trying to think here, maybe, you know, as we said, Jay Steeds, maybe they go out there and shock the world, get a win. Um, it, it's so hard to say, because like you said, yeah, we don't know if Knoxville's even going to be a thing this year yet. I mean, I, I imagine it's going to be, and I'm hoping it is because I will be there and it pisses me off. You put it the same week as Knoxville, but I understand why the hell y'all did it. But <laughs> I really wanted to see a 410 show that I don't have to drive an hour for, for once. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I know. So I'm, I'm pissed off at you guys for that, but, uh, no, um, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I love what you guys did with that. Taking advantage of that date and going out there and, um, putting the, the four tents back on the schedule there. I, I love to see a Sunday show sometime, maybe get the four ten get all the four ten guys out there that you can for a Sunday show at some point there, but I think it's a good start for this. And, and our guy, I, how can I forget this guy here? Um, it's not the same driver, but the one of the last cars that won at Big Diamond when the Fortunes were there, the twenty-one car at Matt Campbell. What yep. about him? Yep. That twenty-one car, they got some notes on that place there. That's the same team. So maybe they can go back there and figure out um get maybe get the twenty-one car back on victory lane. Yeah, I think it's gonna be very interesting. You know, you've been up there a bunch of the last few years. I keep I keep repeating myself, but that new clay that's laid down is immaculate, fast, tacky. Uh, I think the winged four tens are going to blow people's hats off their heads, to be honest. Well, uh, yeah, it's winged four tens, Casey. I mean, they do go pretty fast, faster uh, than modified, let's be honest. Yeah. Ah, yeah. See, see, here that's, we go. Uh, yeah. They're, yeah, they're it's, twice as light. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I, I, I love what's been going on at big diamond. The racing there has been so good. I, I, you know, I've been so impressed with how the track has come around. Like it, the wingless three sixties, even like yes. they have really brought me back. Oh my God. Is that not a, that, 
uh, USAC East Coast series. Is that not a great series? That track is just perfect for them. It's they be- get some great racing going. It's become like the affordable version of a sprint car, like like a crate is for a modified. Yeah, it's just it's perfect. You don't travel, and it's growing too far. But you travel, you don't run the same tracks every week, and you're mm-hmm. right, it's growing. It's become the next step up for, so, I mean, what there used to be was the step up for a guy from a micro was a winged car. Well, now you mm-hmm. can actually transition yourself, you know, instead of going micro to midget to a wing car and then try to, you know, you can, these 360 wingless cars are like the perfect step up. And you see, I see a lot of kids that have ran Kutztown on a regular basis are now getting into this 360 division, which is awesome. It's young, it's fresh, it's exciting. Uh, Yeah, we're we're definitely in for for a treat. And uh, you know, going back to our topic here, it's going to be an awesome show with the Wing Four Tens. So my last my last question for you, um, you know, Speed Week. um, You know, it's a touchy subject to some people. It's not to others. (laughs) Uh, but, oh, I think I know where you're going with this. You no, know, uh, it's it is what it is. It's exciting for sprint car fans. It brings attention to Central PA for a <laughs> two week period now. Who is crowned Speed Week champion in 2021? Oh, well, I think you're looking at the same three dogs we've been looking at all, all night long. And that is going to be Danny, Freddie and Macri. And I, I think I'm going to go with Danny Dietrich. I think Dietrich goes out there, gets the, uh, gets the speedy crown, not by much, but I think that he had, he can get some consistency going here. And that's what a lot of it's about. Um, I think it all depends too, is how many races is Larson and bell going to come in and ruin this party too. I mean, they've seen like they come in, they ruin Lincoln, they ruin not saying that in the sense that they spoil the party, I guess for Granby and Lincoln and the fact that taking points away from the, the guys during the week there, but they come in, they kind of spoil the party a little bit between Granby Lincoln and, um, you know, Hagerstown or Port Royal the last couple of years and, you know, some of these invaders roll in. So that's another thing. How many of them are going to kind of scroll in there? But it seems like, you know, I, I go back to that, that, uh, race last year at Lincoln between Danny, uh, Larson and Deweese. And that was one of the best battles I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that was incredible. Um, oh my God. That, I, I, that, I, that was what night two. That that was yeah second night and they were throwing haymakers at each other and the place was going nuts oh my god I don't think I ever heard of them cheer for Danny down at Lincoln that loud before I don't think I ever have um, <laughs> <laughs> it, that's talking outlaw shows too folks but no I, I I think you're looking at those three honestly I think Macri's probably gonna go out get uh get um a win probably at port um hager sound i think that's gonna be one of the up in the air which it belongs on the peewee schedule the speedy schedule folks it does trust me you go down there for a 410 race it's awesome you'll see why it's on that schedule um but yeah and i think the grove it could be a toss-up um and Seals Grove, Danny and Freddie's has been really good up there. Danny's been very good up at Seals Grove the last couple of years, especially during the speed week. Um, and they both, they both got wins up there last year. Um, so yeah, I think you throw outside Lincoln and Grandview on Monday and Tuesday. And then it's kind of, a, I think it's a three dog race, honestly, Casey. Yep. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, it also comes down to how many races does a 69 show up for? That, yep. that also throws in a kink because uh, most times they do maybe half and then the others are to be determined. So you just don't know. 
um, you know, if they run a full schedule and whatnot. But no, uh, it's, you know, there's a lot of shit on the schedule, man, for everywhere in every division but well, well speaking of schedules we didn't even talk about the new track bloomsburg we didn't even talk about that place uh, i mean oh uh, well you know uh, why it, uh, I, I think it's because there's no 410 shows up there yet well no 410 shows yet yeah there is is there pa speed week no no that went to baps oh remember that sunday show got moved to baps yeah uh, yeah oh that yeah baps is, is on the yeah that's baps got that the speed week race yeah yeah, Babs got the speed week race. Yeah. Well, yeah, you might be right on that front. Then that nothing has come up yet for a four ten wise. The only four ten show up there, I believe, is when uh, the USAC uh, four ten Amsoil National Sprint Cars when they're up there coming uh, in their second time around. Interesting. Yeah, don't I worry, it's probably that. coming. Oh no, I, yeah. and I don't doubt that at all. Uh, you know, they're gonna have URC up there, I think, twice. Uh, mm-hmm. They're bringing, they're throwing the kitchen sink at the place, um, and I think it's a matter of no one knows what to expect yet. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty about it. That's that, what I love about it. That's the whole thing. Um, yeah, you can't bring up what the track used to be when it was there because it's it's so long ago. You, it, nothing's the same anymore. The cars are all yeah. different, um, and the track's going to be different. And I, I think you know what they're doing up there with with the involvement from Levi is. You know, I got no problem resurging a track that mm-hmm. went away. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And I hope it is everything that they are expecting. And it's going to be, uh, let me tell you, folks, every time there's a race up there, you might want to leave your house just a little bit earlier that day. Because I have a yeah. feeling every show that they have, because they're not running a full schedule, is going to be a zoo. And it, it- yeah. Especially that midweek modified show up there with the Deo series. I'm looking forward to that one. You all mess. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fun. I mean, I'm obviously I'm so looking forward to when the USAC is up there. I mean, that I'm, and plus I'm so happy you guys got USAC on a big diamond too. I can't believe we didn't even touch on that. Yes. That you guys got USAC back there. Uh, again, it's just, it's, I, I, I think these two tracks, you know, between big diamond and what Bloomsburg is looking out, looking like it's going to be, you got two tracks that are made for this wingless racing, you know, especially how wingless racing is coming back in the area. I mean, that was what it kind of started out as. And then, you know, and then was it 50, or 60 they finally put the wings on but you know they're really starting to bring back this wingless race in here and big diamond we see with as we were talking earlier with did with the 360s and i expect a great show for the four tens up there that night god forbid if it doesn't rain on that friday night because we know how much mother nature loves the rain on friday nights in cold country oh now you said it oh i know you I, uh, come on man yeah, Casey, come on. I had to. I mean, it's, 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 I, I, you know, I live in, I live in the bottom of a lake here, basically, whenever it rains. So I know, I know what it's like up in this area. So, oh, hey, it's a damn Appalachian Mountain. So let's go blow them up. Sometimes it doesn't rain on top of the hill when it does at the bottom of the hill. Just remember that. Welcome to Schoolton County, folks. Yes, exactly right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, we will definitely be seeing a lot of each other this year. It's going to be yes. a, hell of a year across the board wing sprint cars or not uh folks get out of your house enjoy the weather it's going to be a hell of a year and uh i think everyone's going to start on time this year that's the best thing well you're kind of lying about that because lincoln's about two weeks late well uh okay i'm talking you know like with last year with two and a half months of tracks not opening i think we're looking to be on schedule this year so 
That's uh, better. All right. I'll give you that one there. Yeah, I guess we can still hope for Lincoln for Saturday because I haven't seen nothing yet. So I haven't seen nothing yet, but let's hope the forecast improves a little bit. I think we should get 100 guys out there to start shoveling whatever's left. Oh, I'm not worried about the shoveling. I'm worried about Mother Nature trying to dump some water on us. Oh, no. We don't, and they talk about the R ward. We don't need that. No, no, we don't. Not yet. No, not with the snowpack. So, all right, my friend. I will uh, catch up with you later. But uh, thanks for joining the the podcast. And uh, I think we uh, touch bases on uh, everything we needed to. Casey, it's been a fun, uh, fun night, a pleasure, and uh, can't wait to see you uh, throughout this year. And uh, hope you have a good year, buddy. All right, take care, my friend. Take care, buddy. See ya.